Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you've just tuned in, we are covering Ahsoka. And tonight we've got a couple chefs in the house, a special guest chef, I should say. Uh, and we're going to be cutting into some of those Starkiller steaks that you've heard so much about. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> if you haven't seen... Uh, Ahsoka episodes three or four or anything before that, then check on out of here. Turn this off. Like, yeah. go watch it. Well, who doing? are you? Uh, <laughs> but the the chefs before we begin, because this is audio only and, and as if they don't know, I am joined by Nick, Chris, myself, I'm Matt, and tonight's guest chef is... Nick's fucking Yeti cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut no, up. Oh, damn it. This is, this is not an explicit podcast. I screwed up in the first minute. Right right it was less than one like, minute. It was just right out of the minute. gate. It's not the LCAD, but uh, it is Ralph. None other than, hey. than, than Ralph. Yeah. Welcome. Those uh, those star killer steaks are giving me gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought you would have gone with like <laughs> Hurgle or something. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you just throw your junk? What are you doing, man? Like <laughs> What? Like, <laughs> what? I felt like it was a little down. I got a there. good look at the like, pain for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Glad he's wearing shorts. There Stop. Is. <laughs> <laughs> not again. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is not not turning into an RCAD stream. before uh, it's even begun. But uh, really welcome, is. gentlemen. Thanks thanks for joining us. We haven't talked to each other. We have no idea what, what we think about this episode. I no no clue. Just watched it a little bit ago with my kids. Hmm. Um so, um, since Ralph's the guest, <laughs> oh wait, so you're, you're fresh off this the episode. You you just watched it. Ah, uh, yeah, we watched it like an hour ago. So okay, all right, yeah. cool. So that that's, oh. that's a good perspective to have versus people have been scrolling through doom, scrolling through. Uh, I gave no. I gave Matt crap last week. Just let your kids stay up and watch it when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine o'clock. It's not like it's super late. Yeah, you know? it's a school night. Mm -hmm. The kids are old. <laughs> your, your kids are old enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, look, look, we're not here to talk about Disney what Plus I gave do. us this gift of of putting it out early, <sighs> mm -hmm, and sure. you totally yeah. squander it. No, look, yeah. I'm not. I'm not here to, <laughs> no, to no, debate yeah, when my kids can watch the show and when we don't watch it. Um, I'm going to retaliate that comment from Ralph with a, "Hey, did you hear what Hasbro Pulse?" Uh, the today the news on the ghost. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it skyrocketed yeah. today, just in time. Just in time. Thanks so, to Ahsoka. <laughs> so, for anyone that doesn't know, Hasbro Pulse has put out. It was uh, part of their fund. Uh, the ghost, basically, this huge, you know, ghost it's like almost crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, yeah. And there were different tiers, so uh, it automatically came with Hera. If you reached so many backers, you'd get uh, uh, Ezra. If you reached so many, like seven, what was it, like fourteen thousand, you got Kanan. And I think yeah. yesterday I was like refreshing, and I was like, "Yes, we finally got Kanan." And then if they got to seventeen thousand backers, they you got Zeb. you got Zeb. Uh, I backed Kanan's it right out of the gate. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Wait, why, why you got to bring up Kanan like that? 
Huh? You brought Kanan up. I did. I'm so and happy. You know we got my him. feelings about Kanan, and you just expected me to not. This is him. why I brought Ralph. On. Okay. <laughs> you expected me to not say he's my, it. He's my safe partner here. So wait, what happens if you swear? Uh, we're, 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 we're just not yeah. really an explicit part. We're just aiming to I was going to say, I've like listened a... to Owen and Bruce. I don't think it's super. Because <laughs> yeah. we've no, no. never Wait. been able to do no. it right. No. <laughs> we've never gotten through one episode yeah. without dropping an F-bomb. No. And to be fair, the last couple of times, it's actually been this dude's it's fault. Yeah, it has. It, yeah, you were, but... you were just so excited. I was. Um, okay. Me. Besides, besides the debate on when my kids should watch it, or the fact that Hasbro Pulse uh, just just made all of the backers, so we can get all of the bonus bonus material. Um, Ralph, what did you think of the, about this? This the, now, mind you, we haven't talked about three or four. Um, Ralph and I, we did another show together. Oh, yeah, you did. I know it was. Oh. It's called Geek Dad Life. Uh-huh. Um, it's on our Motu channel. <laughs> <laughs> we cover Motu Blur. and TMNT. Oh, so so here's the thing. Uh, uh, this might be a bold statement, and I, I know that uh, I listen to you guys. I know your thoughts on things, um, especially during the Disney era. <laughs> I'm That's me. I like yeah. I listen. Uh, I watched all of Clone Wars. I watched all the Rebels. Nice. Um, uh, I, I I like the sequel trilogy. I like. Uh, I think Solo was my favorite movie that Disney's put out. There's just something about it, the action adventure stuff, not getting tangled up in in sort of mystery and intrigue. Like it's just an adventure movie. Um, I think Andor was uh, like really skillfully and well done. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this episode of Ahsoka might be my favorite thing of the disney era overall three or four but he's talking about four four right yeah yeah fallen jedi yeah yeah but three was good too three three i i like because it started leaning into like clone wars territory especially with Mm -hmm. the soak out in space doing the spacewalk with the suit doing it felt real comforting to me because the first two episodes felt like Hey, listen, there's a lot of stuff we got to tell the normies that didn't watch the <laughs> yeah. cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Solid. so us are like, we're, we're like, who watched everything, you're kind of like, oh, boy, okay, I mean, this is kind of boring because I already know all this stuff. You're telling, this is essentially a rerun. And I wasn't used to it. But now with the third episode and especially the fourth episode, right. I am now in the, the mind frame of this is Hera. This is Ahsoka. This is Sabine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sabine's been easier because I don't know her from previous stuff. True. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I've known from all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's taken a little getting used to. But I mean, the last two episodes, I'm like, okay, I am now like acclimated to them being the characters. And yeah. it's, um, I, I just like the last two episodes have been great. I like the first two. Uh, but this fourth one, I think, was just like as much as I love Andor, and as much as I love the focus of Andor and the storytelling of Andor, this feels the most Star Wars of anything that Disney's put out. Especially you, since Rebels. Yeah. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I love Rebels so much, and you got a tattoo. We, we we got there. No, I don't. Have <laughs> we got like we like we're there, and what I'm excited about is. 
with the exception of the two shots of Thrawn that we've seen in the trailer, mm. we've seen everything else. So from here on out, right, it's all, it's all yeah. unknown all space. All a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, let's get weird. I'm yeah, I, I, I hear you, man. Like, for, So for me, it's very similar, slightly different, really. So I, I actually, I felt like it was like episodes one and two was like, started out of the gates really fast because it had to, to your point. They had to really kind of like, you know, uh, get the normies on board, if you will, to kind yeah. of get them up to speed. Um, and it yeah. felt like that, but I also felt I liked it, right? Because it was literally the end of Rebels kind of weaved into it, um, which I thought was great. And so I thought episodes one and two were just really like, you know, kicking into high gear. And that for me, episode three was like a, huh, like almost like yeah. a settle down now, like a settle down, still great episode, still, still mm-hmm. awesome. Like the, I'm baffled as to how quickly Ahsoka can can don a space suit that was as tight as that one was, but uh, <laughs> it seemed like it happened the instantaneously. Right, the force suit, um, and a little bit of a, a, the, the the spacewalk on the ship thing for me was a little bit. Mm, it's Star Wars. I'm with it. Fair, and then she it's, did the it's, whole like it's very animated series. Yeah, it is. It's that really they decided is. to bring it into live action. I'm like. This is nuts. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff where you where you, when you watch the, the animated series, you're like, oh, they'll they'll never they'd never do that right. in yeah. live action. Right. And now that they did, I'm like, mm. oh no, they can do anything. There's now. the bar right there, right? So yeah. like and then in episode four for me, I'm 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 with you, Ralph. That was it was awesome. Like it's also still uh, rebels, right? Like it has to right. be, um, because we're finally getting some of those you know, those loose ends tied, like that no one ever thought was going to happen, right? And yeah. I think they handled it in a really cool way. Like, but I think that people who aren't into rebels and don't understand rebels and don't understand the world before world between worlds, they're they probably came out of the episode being like, "What the just happened?" Right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't care. Like, screw them. Like, my sister. This is for us. <laughs> my sister hasn't seen any animated stuff. Um, right. She only watches live action stuff. After last night's Ahsoka, again, they air on Tuesday, and you can watch them on Tuesday with the entire family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. She she started watching Rebels. Nice. And decided that she was going to finish all seventy seven episodes by next week's. <laughs> Jesus, you could do Christmas. it. Your mind's going to be mush, but you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying where she's doing it. But I'm sure she's doing it at home, not on the clock. <laughs> That's wild, Nick. What was you, your take on on these these last two episodes? We haven't talked about three or four. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit with Chris, and that to me, the third episode was decent. I wouldn't say it was terrible. I right. felt that it, it did its job in getting us from one point to the next where we needed to be plot wise. However, there's a lot of for convenience things that are in there that I was kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, and just little logical things that I can't let go when I'm watching stuff. Well, but, so, That's why you need to take an edible. Right. But, exactly. <laughs> but, but Nick, for- you said in the, in the, in the previous episode that you didn't feel like the characters felt like the animated versions. How do you feel after, I think you said, Oh, like, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they felt, they didn't feel like the same characters. Like they were a little bit disjointed. Did you feel better? Uh, on the, the last two episodes as opposed to the first two episodes? Well, I think I think Matt and Chris and I were all on the same, uh, especially when it comes to Hera. You know, really, that's right. really the one, is that Hera was the one I just 
can't am with you uh i've seen mary elizabeth weinstein in so many things yeah. she's a great actress i just i guess because i really liked hera in the show she's this sassy mom that's just like don't mess with me and i have yeah. not gotten that yet from mary elizabeth weinstead and i really want it but, but uh, she did i felt like she did it in the scene where she was talking to mon mothma in the senate mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and this week's yeah. episode when she was talking to jason and saying i'm a general i could do what i want right, right. Yeah. yeah like like that <laughs> stuff that stuff for me really solidified it in these last these two episodes see i, I think for me i mean i i wasn't really I wasn't necessarily on on team Nick and Matt when it comes to Hera. I was oh, the other oh, way. Oh, so, you're backtracking. Yeah. I, no, no, I'm not backtracking. I I kind of I kind of dumped on Ahsoka to be honest mm. with you. But for Hera, I think you're gonna see. I think we're gonna see what you all wanted to see out of Hera when once she sees Thrawn, right? Because the last time she saw Thrawn, I believe it was that episode where she pretended that she was like. Uh, you know, a Twi'lek that didn't have, you could didn't know mm-hmm. anything. Oh like, yeah, like, undercover, yeah. and he had like that family beaded the thing. Teeth, if they the bring costume. that up, it's gonna be sick, right? Um, but like, I think that once you see Thrawn, that's gonna really bring out Hera, you know, from from the cartoon and the rep from Rebels because she has this like real deep down like beef with him, right? Um, whereas opposed, to no one else does because. He hasn't really impacted anybody but it, else. But it felt but like Ahsoka me, for, did. Oh, yeah, sorry. In Ahsoka bit. in this episode, she had a real, like, he cannot come back. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Go, go and for me, probably heard for, stories for, from Hera. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> yeah. my, 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 my whole thing with, with, was with Ahsoka, and I, it, it's just having to come to terms with the fact that she's not a teenager. This is like however 20, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. She's like post, right? and, yeah. She's not Snips, right? So she's not, that's not who we right. have until. Yeah. <laughs> uh episode four, when you kind of see like I'm assuming you're kind of you're starting to see the kind of like a, a almost like a, a layer of like a shell falling off of her a little bit when she's coming to terms with Anakin. She hasn't seen him since the you know that the uh battle. I what I what I battle, yeah. What I'm really worried about since you already went to the very last scene in episode four. The <laughs> one thing I'm elephant one thing in the I, room. Yeah, the one yeah. thing I'm worried about with that though is is it anakin because the last thing you hear is vader's theme right and so you're just kind of like is it anakin or is it just a ruse you know i think what i what i enjoyed about ahsoka in the fourth episode um because she didn't really win me over in the first two episodes and and i'd say that her stock is rising because because of that episode three for me probably i was probably higher on episode three than um um like my fellow owen and baru's uh co-podcasters here um because of that spacewalk i'd always wanted to see the jedi in space or space action and to get that in live action like i just walker um blokun did it all the time what are you talking about but with episode four, we really saw well, those, did do it General Grievous. General Grievous <laughs> flies Grievous, out of ship yeah. and space walks there. I think, I think, yeah, I think I even saw the droids uh, in episode one when we first meet R2 D2 and he's fixing the uh, yeah, the Naboo Starfighter or the, the Naboo, uh, Naboo, yeah, the Naboo, yeah, the Royal oh, ship. Starship. So, so to me, with episode four with Ahsoka, though, <laughs> she grew, she grew in a way where I, I could see those those onion layers. You know, it's like how she's interacting with with Sabine. That moment in the forest where she looks at her and she's like, "You're taking her on," 
you know, like, like, like she kind of, and she even, uh, even that moment where, when she finally gets to the map and she's battling Balin, you know, and, and that fight and how, how intense she is in that moment. And then, and then to have that final 30 second moment. And then, and then that other layer drops off and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, with just a word and a look, you know, it's like, I get this, this, this deeper level. So, um, yeah, that fourth episode, um, he's great. Really understated. Every mm -hmm. line has a lot of weight to it. I think Are you talking Balin's about Balin? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's great. He's, he's one of the best things about the show. Like Sorry. one of the best Jedi's I've, I've ever seen. Like, I mean, whatever dark Jedi, whatever bullshit we want to call mm -hmm. it, but like, like he's, he's, he's awesome. He's got like that Knights of the old Republic esque like feel to him, which I think is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just a shame, like yeah. unfortunately we know we know the end of the story, right? right. But um, the end of real life, story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, it'd be interesting to see what they do, but like, I think they're they're clearly it's being set up where he has like this this duality to him, right? So mm -hmm. it's like he's he's totally gonna flip, like he's gonna do something that's gonna be good. Right, because I don't think he's I don't think he's necessarily I mean he's bad seemed, I guess but it seems pretty resolved you know about getting yeah. to throne and that but he still that. kind of like wants to believe the Jedi ways mm. with Shin's Padawan braid and she's using right. a lightsaber mm -hmm. that yeah. Jedi use for Padawan training um, with him telling like honoring his end of the deal by mm -hmm. stopping Shin from choking right. Shin. Like he's very, very honorable. He feels noble, but I mean, I'm assuming he just feels betrayed by the Jedi. Like he's he's a Jedi who, during Order sixty six, listened to what Palpatine had to say and believed him, and was like, "Okay, well, I'm following the Chancellor, and the Jedi are evil. I want nothing to do with them." But I this is this is something that I believed in my whole life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue that tradition outside of the religion so mm -hmm. he's an interesting I, character yeah i'd be interested to see like what more we get about him um you know in in terms of like yeah. his his past but he he does to your point like the title of of the fourth episode which it's it's kind of you know it's it's hard not it to be talk about people. that because it, yeah it, exactly it could be three different yeah. people like um and specifically him and and some of the conversations that he has could be ahsoka who literally falls um who's the third one that you're thinking about anakin, anakin? yeah yeah anakin I think. <laughs> well that's what i thought i was like I yeah was thinking about anakin or i mean because sabine's not truly a jedi mm -hmm. balin is um, balin so, was a fallen yeah, jedi for sure uh uh, uh you know, Ahsoka, she left the Jedi Order. I don't know if you consider that a fallen Jedi, but by the end of the episode, she, she was never a knight. She physically so. falls. Yeah. She, <laughs> she right. physically falls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they consider mm -hmm. Padawans who leave fallen Jedi. I think you actually have to be a full on knight quitter. Did, was yeah. she not knighted? Mm -mm. No. no. But they call her a Jedi in this episode. And they've they've kind of alluded to her being a Jedi, even though she's technically not. It's kind of a weird gray area that they're they're kind of like well is she or isn't she mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so 
Um, go go ahead, Nick. I'm I'm sure you. No, I mean I, not not about that. I mean, there's a lot of things that I did like about three and four, and there's a lot of like they always. There's a lot of subtle things that are in them that kind of mirror or you kind of go, oh, that's pretty cool what they're doing there. Like in the very beginning of uh, episode three, I liked uh, when Sabine's you know fighting. And then, you know, with the droid, you know, she's just okay. But when Ahsoka starts to train her, you know, you see the the the, the helmet, you know, the whole Luke thing. But to me, it almost was just like that episode, uh, Practice Makes Perfect in Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, like, uh, Anakin makes her, you know, get shot over and over and over again by Rex's team. And I was like, this yeah. is so both of these situations right now, you know, and mm-hmm. even at the end, she goes, let's go again. Just kind of like how Anakin did like again, yeah. again. And I was like, this is really cool. I just liked how you don't have to see either any of that, but you, mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's really neat what they're doing there. And it, and that episode, I mean, it's just so heartbreaking because what he is training her for is to survive. And it yeah. ends up, it ends up, you know, keeping her alive. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you can see where that is in Ahsoka's mind in this. And I think that that is the Ahsoka that we're getting in this series is a more serious Ahsoka. She's determined. She is, she is focused sometimes. And I think the first two episodes, she comes off as, a, I don't want to call it arrogance, but she, she has this confidence of almost not caring about what happens. Um, we don't, we don't know how long she's been on her own. Right. Right. But I mean, even in the fourth episode, she she's she's willing to sacrifice Ezra for, um, you right. know, stopping Thrawn. So, but also, I mean, Ezra's been gone so long. Yeah. If he's years. still out there, if he's still out there, um, he's clearly taking care of himself. And I feel like any sort of opportunity, if Thrawn is also out there, to come back, that's bad news. And I do like that. This explains why Thrawn isn't in the original trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. We know he showed up in Legends and the Timothy Zahn books and then kind of went away, then reappeared in Legends in the Thrawn trilogy book and uh, the, the new ones, and then with um, with Rebels, which takes place yeah. before the original trilogy. It's like, well, you know, why, is, like, why isn't Ahsoka in the original trilogy? Why isn't mm-hmm. Thrawn in the original trilogy? And they're really nicely laying that out why they aren't um Mm. but that threat of thrawn returning um i think is a really good um sort of motivation for this story and i think i think it's it's yeah as much as ahsoka wants to get ezra back i mean how many jedi has she seen go away you know it's it's more important than you know that that Thrawn doesn't show up. It's it's so, it's so funny though because as fans of Thrawn and Star Wars, effing love Thrawn. Like, don't we? Don't we? What? We're like, <laughs> shut up, Ahsoka. Come on, just just bring it. Like, back. Those Let's those Zahn books are so good. Like, and you get to because there's also like there's a Thrawn Anakin like contingent yes. there too, uh-huh. right? So like. When Thrawn was was just a, an up and comer, like the guy mm-hmm. who who just came into the existence into this this, this galaxy, like he went on missions and whatnot with Anakin Skywalker and Leia, or not Leia, Leia uh, uh, Padme. Like this is this is that in was the a uh, thing. yeah this is in the uh, the new ones right? There's I think five new, I think there's uh, five. No, is there five is, now? 
I think so, because there's Thrawn, Thrawn Ascendancy, but see, I think the Ascendancy is a trilogy. So like but my, my son's like read the them only all. it's crazy. Thrawn was one of the only dudes in the galaxy that knew who Darth Vader was. Right. That's true. So there's a really cool like existence there that I, I want to see. Yeah, I think there's Thrawn, and then I and I know that there was the trilogy of Thrawn Ascendancy. Maybe there's six. Um anyway. Sounds like too many books. <laughs> there are <laughs> way too many books. Come on, don't be like Liam Neeson, okay? I had three I had three books, and that's it. <laughs> back in back in ninety one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my son is now reading reading those. So he read Heir to the Empire, and now he's on um, Dark Force Rising. So um, he's going through through all of the the Thrawn books. So although tonight he had to read the Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. there's Sorry. a different yeah. little little tangent there to real life. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was Thrawn it was Thrawn Alliances. That's the book I'm referencing. Thrawn Alliances. Um, yeah. Do you have it pulled up the different Throne books in front of you? Uh, I have Throne Alliance. It's a Timothy. It's one of the Timothy Zahn books. Um, it came out. Paperback came out in two thousand nineteen, but I, I can't be right. Anyways, um, it's a good read though. Very good read. If you like Throne. Uh, so Throne, Throne Alliances, Throne Treason. Um, and then, um, I thought there was the, um, Thrawn Ascendancy. Yeah. There's a trilogy mm. there to chaos rising, greater good, lesser evil. So, cause you get, you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of like education on Thrawn's background. I think in Ascendancy, mm -hmm. I think it is about like and his, the Chiss, his old, right? Chiss heritage and how that yeah. works. But like. The, the really cool thing about those books is that like it, there's such a strong focus on like his tactician ability. What's that? What's where Morgan? Yeah, his ability to kind of like you know, read the battle field, right? Um, and he's just so like so smart. So like those books definitely don't give the same treatment that Rebels did as far mm -hmm. as like that character goes. So that I mean, that that's probably like a big reason why I have like this a thron a thron hard on, if you will. I, I can't <laughs> wait for this dude to get back. Right, uh, Throndon. I'm gonna call it Throndon. Hashtag Throndon. It's, it's also huge and blue. Um, but uh, no, I'm excited. I, I, Put that Smurf away. Best. Okay, Smurf. Um, it's blue. Yeah. Anyway, but you're um, also insinuating this uh, of a small size, so you know, <laughs> Smurf you, buddy. We we don't know. It could be a Papa Smurf. Some gray in there. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> We digress. The, the point is, is that I think all of us fans want Thrawn to enter into the battlefield, but but how that plays out in Ahsoka, it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like we want the very thing that Ahsoka is fighting against, you know. So it's kind right. of hard to get behind something that she's trying to stop when you're like, no, 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 just let it happen. Let's let's let him come into this universe. It, it makes me wonder though. <clears throat> if Thrawn will get to come back to this galaxy this season, if there's going to be a season two, because with them going into hyperspace with the, you know, the ring, right. You could easily have, you know, all of Thrawn scenes be in this other 
galaxy mm-hmm. with Sabine and Ezra, and then something happened to where they blow up that ship, and then they're stuck there. All of them are stuck there. Well, you, you don't forget know. the Pergo. And the Pergo. Yeah, it's true. The Pergo. So you, know. you have that, that um, which I, I think, you know, we saw the Pergil in that third episode kind of buried the lead. They didn't appear in this fourth episode. They've jumped away. I mean, the Pergil are kind of like, aside from Ahsoka, who is in, you know, World Between Worlds, the actual other physical characters, um, aside, you know, they have that ability to jump uh, if they're able to kind of connect with any Pergil. So, but who's who's to say what'll happen? I think maybe Jay, Ralph, Ralph and I theorized about that in, in last week's mm-hmm. Keep That Live. Mm-hmm. Sorry you guys weren't there. Nick, you were out of town. So yeah, It's always a perfect excuse. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I was in town, but it's okay. Uh, speaking of <laughs> just theory, should we get into uh, Maroc or Maroc? Or... Yeah, dude. What? Yes. Yes. I was... Okay. Green how many? How, how many? How many? How many people theorized of who this person could be for them Star- to go? What the heck? You know? I, was, I loved it. Yeah. I was actually kind of like, yes, he's yeah. nothing. That, that's a felony. Fuck you, right there. Like, it is. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not. It's Darth Maul. Definitely. I'm telling you, it's Darth Maul. The Night Sisters brought him back. Yeah. Stuck him in a fart suit. Yeah. And and there you go. He I could be know, anybody. But, yeah, it could be anybody. But what's his? But what's his name? Got voice credit for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam well, now that would be that would be an interesting way to bury it, though. Again, like if if it's a felony misdirection, and then all of a sudden, like she can manifest this being again. That's what I figured is what it was. You know what I mean? You, like you, you you look at you know the smoke that when um, Ahsoka grabs the sphere or the map, yeah. you know, and it's the same green smoke, the same mm-hmm. as like when she slices him, all that comes out of him. It's the same way Savage, when Savage got in the Clone Wars, like all everything left him. That's yes. what I assumed what Ralph just said, is that, oh, he yeah. is someone who's dead, who was resurrected by the Night Sister and uh, Morgan. Of all the Star Wars names out there, we have a Morgan. Isn't that weird? I can't uh, stop thinking that, that she's Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> yeah, he looks just that. like he her. looks just like her. Huh. Yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never saw Sherry O'Terry. I've never saw that with with Morgan. Now um, you will. Now you will. Yeah, uh, it, I'm, it's I'm, something that I've seen, and I've, okay. I haven't said it out loud because anytime I, I say something to my wife, uh, <laughs> she's no. I'm like, oh, that looks just like so. No, it doesn't. I, I swear, <laughs> she's just like. I still don't see it. BSing so. me, but no, she does. I've seen it, so I'm with I'm with. Uh, okay, I'm well, with Mr. Baloney. There, there we go, breaking <laughs> big Filoni Baloney. Was I supposed to change my name? My name is just normal. Yeah, I guess I'm to nobody since no one's in the comments. My, my name in in here is Matok, um, which is a variation of Merrick. Merrick, Marok, Marok. I don't know. It would be interesting if she is able to manifest that being again, or if he's just dead. And I would be fine with either, honestly. So yeah, it would be it would be interesting if somehow, even I'm not even saying Merrick is it, but it would be interesting. You mentioned Maul, and mm, you know Lucas Maul returned. Lucas's yeah, somehow Maul returned. Uh, Lucas's original plan was to have Maul as a bad guy in in the you know sequel trilogy. A lot of fans are clamoring for Filoni to bring in the sequel trilogy. 
I, I think it'll be an amalgamation of whatever he wants to do. I mean, he's at the, the helm. I mean, if he thinks that it's true to what Lucas's vision is, I think he'll honor it. But if, if it's also easier to, I don't know, crease, I don't know. What do you guys Merrick's think? definitely coming back. Really? Like you're oh, on board yeah. with Merrick's coming back. What yeah, do you guys think? I think so too. Yeah. He, I think, I think like he just severed the suit. I think the suit's what's holding him together. Okay. So he probably farted onto the, the hyperspace ring and will be in a new suit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was Wesley, really, from uh, Princess Bride, because his one line was as you wish. So as you wish. Yeah. <laughs> I there's by the way, there's no horns for his helmet to be to be mauled. Um Ooh. cloud. He's got he's got fart horns right now at the moment. So like yeah, okay. I mean, you guys are lost fans. You think he's just a smoke monster now in that woods? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just hear <laughs> going across it now. Maybe, maybe you guys want to hear something nuts. Yeah, you're speaking yeah. of lost. You want to hear something nuts? And yeah. speaking of crowdfunding. Oh yeah, tell us, tell us, Ralph. <laughs> today, I, I love today. Lost. Two people purchased the uh, executive producer perks. Whoa. And those are ten thousand dollars each. Holy shit! Our 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 lost doc got twenty grand today. Wow! Um, because someone got one, which is, is, is someone who's uh, the, who's uh, fun, like helped fund some of Tyler's other projects. But then the second person was because there was only one left, and it was her birthday's coming up. It's a it's a it's a fiftieth birthday. And oh, her wow. husband was like, oh, maybe I'll get you that for your birthday. That's awesome. And and because there was only the one left, he felt pressure to do it today. <laughs> and so we got two today. And so we're at 95 grand nice. in three weeks. That's so incredible. Yeah, maybe dude. I'll throw in a Hera for you, too. I'll throw, or I'll <laughs> throw in a, who do we, a Sabine or a Chopper. Oh, my gosh. Um, but dude, like, 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 it's insane. That's anyway. insane. So, so for any listeners that don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, Ralph, Ralph, you are producing a lost documentary. Do you want right. to promote it at all? Or, you know. If you know what documentaries are and lost is, that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm producing it with Taylor Morton, the director of the last blockbuster. For those of you guys who listened to the uh, Ramblecast after dark, we. We're on we that program. We had a whole episode about it. So go but, check it out. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, if you if you want to look into it, if if anything, go to gettinglostdoc.com. It's called getting lost, gettinglostdoc.com. And there's like a four minute sort of first look that shows you some footage and behind the scenes stuff. And, oh, stoked. Um, and just because they've yeah. they have gotten this much crowdsourced doesn't mean they can't use a little bit more to get we our goal. Our goal was forty two thousand. We figure oh, wow. that's one of the numbers. We'll do forty two thousand. And then when we get the four thousand, we get the four thousand, we'll we'll say we got the four thousand, eight thousand, mm-hmm. we got the eight thousand, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, and then forty-two. Unfortunately, we missed all of those uh those milestone numbers because we funded the forty-two thousand in thirty hours. Right. Wow. Which was just gnarly. And then so uh Taylor's like, well, we'll do a stretch goal and we'll be at 108, because that's the only other mm-hmm. number that we can get to. And so we're we're like uh, I think like Close 13, it in, man. Thirteen thousand away from that. And we have, I think, just over two weeks. 
just over two weeks left in the campaign. That's so awesome. that's awesome. It's great. And I get none of it, but it's it's cool but, <laughs> for but the I, movie. It, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll get my flights to when we do our Hawaii trip. Um, possibly a new my New York trip. I don't know if I'm going to New York. Um, I don't think I necessarily need to be there for that. But um, maybe now it'll afford me to get out there. But yeah, it's the you know, if Matthew Fox is like, I'll only do it if you give me money. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we can probably do that. I don't know. I have no idea. But whatever, right. all the all the money is going into the production. Um, on what we've, what Taylor has already spent money on, on like multiple shoots, multiple trips. We have 29 interviews. Um, plus the the ones we did at Comic-Con with fans and the panel and stuff. We have like an insane amount of footage and uh, now that's all being paid for. And then anything moving forward is going to go, that money's going to go towards that. So it's just like freaking crazy. That's uh, awesome. We were, we were hoping we'd squeak by to 42,000 by the end of our 30 day campaign. And now uh, as of today, we doubled. That's we doubled awesome. Our, that's our great. insane. So, well, um, more more power to you. Get that hyperspace ring. Get across <laughs> to another galaxy, and get you that. Yeah. Get you that Matthew Fox. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to that dude. Sure. I heard I, so I, many I, stories about him off record. Yeah, I was in Bend a week ago. You know, I went to the last blockbuster. I didn't see him, but I, would, I did go to the last existing blockbuster video. You know, just to check it out. That was Taylor's last documentary. He, he did the last blockbuster. If you've seen that, yeah, I love I love that documentary. It was great. Yeah. They, do they still do like they rent it out for like Airbnb and stuff too? Is that is that a thing? Oh, I have no idea. I have no I'm idea. pretty sure they do. I, I remember seeing that like they that store did like some type of promotion where they would like let you rent the blockbuster out and like and sleep there, which I think is kind <laughs> of awesome. I, yeah. I would totally do that. Um, but yeah, that's sick, dude. Congrats, man. That's that, that's such yeah, a that's crazy. I mean, we're we're all crazy fans of Lost, um, yeah. and that's how we all we all met was because of yeah. Lost. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and it's super cool to see you being, you know, seeing you in successful weird, project. Yeah. And and yeah, so we're stoked for you. Just win behind your sails, man. I, I hope this this yeah. keeps, awesome. keeps sailing. And you know, the the thing, <laughs> the very America, thing that, that brought America us behind my sails. <laughs> The very it's thing that brought us together is is the is that ghost coming out of the smoke monster <laughs> yeah. shell of Merrick. So, um, oh yeah, back to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, it, like it's like yeah, today's been a good day, dude. Soko was rad. Soko was rad. The the doc's doing well. I get to talk with you guys. Yeah, no, no thank thanks for for hopping yeah. on and joining us for sure. Yeah. So. Um, th- honestly, I didn't know what to expect with tonight's episode. I mean, the third episode, I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is building on those first two. It's it's breaking mm-hmm. out of like the getting to know you stage, and I felt like it was getting those those legs of like, hey, this felt like a Clone Wars episode. This yeah. felt like a Rebels episode, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I wanted: live action Rebels and, and Clone Wars. Cool. And then, but then to drop this one, where I'm just like. Okay, if if mm. if there's right. more like this out here, keep this coming. This is, but I, also I feel, like this is just the halfway point, right? Yeah, and we're getting this kind of this these the, the lightsaber battles in this episode were in the fourth episode were amazing, mm-hmm. and the yeah. stakes were high. So good, and again because like in Andor, which is a great show, we know how Andor dies, and it's not during the series. Yeah, mm. Ahsoka 
Sabine, mm-hmm. all of these people. We don't know what happens to them. Right, right, right. You know, I know that I know that we hear Ashley Eckstein's voice at the end of Rise of Skywalker, but who's mm-hmm. to say who's to say Ahsoka's dead? Well, and Filoni, yeah. Filoni says like uh, I think he he put out a cryptic qu- quote after that aired. Um, basically kind of like saying something about that doesn't necessarily mean she's dead. Right. So I mean, but Ahsoka is dead in a way. She just got resurrected. You know? Oh, today. No, I mean, no, she's the daughter. I mean, she's... Oh, you know, right. She died. More, Yeah, from you know, the, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. And then she what gave her life was the sister gave up her life. And that's why you always see she's that. She's still Ahsoka. Though. She's still Ahsoka, but yeah, that's, but that's why you see the owl, you know, because that's kind of. That's like saying, hmm. like, Spock's not really Spock because he, like, not, died. But, and then yeah. he was, like, he had a but new like, body. Uh, uh, Grogu <laughs> was able to reach out and contact Luke through the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke was able to contact uh, in, in The Last Jedi, was able to, like, sort of reach across the galaxy to create. Uh-huh. to confront Kylo Ren. So who's to say by the time Rise of Skywalker happens that she's she doesn't have to be dead. Yeah. She could just be, you know, Luke, who is now probably in the world between worlds after The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. was probably in there when he's able to reach out to every Jedi, living or dead, and have them, you know, come together. Because, like, I, I think we hear Mace Windu's voice in there uh-huh. at the end of Rise of Skywalker. And, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Did he really know about Force Ghosts by the time he died? Because Obi-Wan didn't even know about it until the end of Episode 3. So it could just be this like amalgam of, of dead voices. She was in an echo chamber. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of, those, it's one of those things where, you know, he's a legacy character. So let's, you could be like, oh, let's just put his voice in right. there. But because like, we, we think we mentioned that last week, you know, because even Qui-Gon, you know, didn't learn everything. That's why he's the sparkles, you know, in that one uh, cartoon episodes because he right. You, couldn't quite manifest the full force ghost yet. So do we think, so Anakin, is this Anakin dead? Is this dead Anakin? This is where, is this where the force ghosts do go? This this is the church from lost man. Like that's what this world between worlds is. It's the church. (laughs) Good, good analogy. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan dies. Obi-Wan dies on the death star. War goes into the world between worlds, but he's able to show up at the celebration at at uh, at Endor. Endor. Yeah. So did he see the Endor celebration in one of the in one of the mirrors and just like, <laughs> oh hey Yoda, come here. Oh hey uh, Anakin, come here. Come come over come over here. Get in this group picture. He grabs. Uh, he this is my kid. Person Anakin, but then other times he accidentally grabs young Anakin. Like. Like I want there to be both Anakin's in this place, so that whichever version of Star Wars you watch, it's canon. Mm. I like the idea of the good side, dark side, because that was one of the, the dark side ghosts. That was one of the the things that they floated around with conceptually in the sequel trilogy, especially in a lot of the concept art. Was a dark uh, force ghost. Um, is that what Merrick so, is? Ooh. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't see. I, I'm, just, I'm I'm always the opposite of that because I guess because there's just too many legacy stuff where I don't like it, you know. Um, and that like only the Jedi can become a Force ghost from being a pure essence, you know, or something. Whereas in whereas in the the Sith can only leave behind like through an object, right? You know, through an uh, object. How did Anakin yeah. get in there then? Because he was the chosen one. 
Yeah, it's, he was it's for, forgivable. He was it's forgivable, even though he slaughtered hundreds and hundreds of kids. It's, or what if, what, what, it's what like, if at that that battle between he and Ahsoka back in Rebels, right? What if that was like a point in which he kind of like split off, right? Maybe, maybe there's a portion of him is in the world between worlds, where it's like that's the piece that Ahsoka's been looking for, right? And then it's like it could be a completely different entity from Darth Vader in that world. I don't know. It's all like trippy dippy stuff, but like. I mean, next week we're going to have some answers, probably. I'm, right. Can, can we talk about the that transition? We've never had a transition like that in Star Wars, and it was so good. Mm. Which one? The water. The water. Mm. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like as, and, and then you I see the confused. arm. Yeah, because you, yeah. you, you totally were expecting her to be like hanging onto the cliff or something, and right. then you're like, oh, yeah. that's different. I, I, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that they, they subverted our expectation. They thought – we're going to show you this. Nope. You're not getting that. Somehow she's here. I, and we're not going to tell you. I how. thought she was like maybe laying on top of one of the pergol. Mm-hmm. And that's right. She was above. At, that at first I thought, the is there a pergol? Is this what? Yeah. And she's then, sitting on top of a pergol. Yeah. And then no. And then I was like, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, there's two things in rebels where I'm like, this might've gone too far. One was Bendu and the other was the world between mm-hmm. worlds. But luckily, I watched that show and have had years to get used to those things. <laughs> when it showed yeah, yeah. up in this episode, I'm like, oh, all right. Okay, this is kind of cool. And I like the way it looked. I yeah. like the way it looked in, in the series. Like, it had, like, a weird sort of, like, electrified, watery, yeah, yeah, force field-y kind it was, of It was cool seeing it in live action. I'm glad that we didn't wait for the eighth episode to get here. Like, yeah. like, like, if, if this Bob ended Iger, on the eighth episode, I'd be so pissed. If Bob Iger is listening, like, for whatever reason, Bob, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, hey, fuck fucking you. pay them what they need to get this done, right? right? Like, this is a perfect example of like Dave Filoni, like, yeah. big Filoni Baloney is my screen name for tonight because he just <laughs> threw it around like it was no joke. Like, he is just like. Moving he forward. like he knew what he was doing. Like you know what? For everything the... Star Wars, like for everything Star Wars, yeah. like, like screw this like writing by committee bullshit. Just mm-hmm. hand the keys to Filoni and let right. him just crush. That's why well, people say Filoni we trust. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my problems with The Mandalorian. If if you watch any behind-the-scenes stuff of The Mandalorian, it's always Filoni trying to explain to Jon Favreau, like, story and characters and and focus on the Star Wars mythology. And Filoni's like, I just want it to look cool. Right. Make it look cool. You mean Favreau? Favreau. Favreau. And so it's like one of those things where I'm just like – Mandalorian feels so unfocused to me. I've felt that since episode two, where mm-hmm. it's like the episode one, oh my gosh, there's this baby Yoda. What's it's gonna be crazy? It's gonna be mm-hmm. about him protecting this boy. And then episode two, it's mm-hmm. like we spend the whole thing fighting a mud horn to get an egg. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what was that? Yeah. That wasn't a story. So so then you get stuff like the Book and, of Boba Fett, which is wasn't a story for its entirety. But, but I mean, there was there was some decent stuff in there, but you can just tell that Favreau is kind of like, I like Boba Fett. Let's do Boba Fett, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we got stuff. We have stuff. We have to, you know, we can't just <laughs> <That's shit> do. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's stuff going on. So, but the thing with this, the thing I like about this is, like, no matter what you thought of the first two episodes or how slow it was, or if it was just retreading stuff that us cartoon viewers knew. Um, 
it definitely has a focus. It definitely feels like we have a story to tell. Here we go. Like the first two episodes, we're like, is anybody going to mention that Hera has a kid? Right. And then, and then in the third episode, like it doesn't really need to, we don't need to get into that just yet for the normal people because they're just going to, that's another thing they're going to have to figure out. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you get to the third episode and you're like, okay, they showed the kid. Are they just going to sweep the kid under the rug? No. Fourth episode, he's in the ship on the mission going to weird space with this mom. Um, I love that he got to pull the lever, the uh, the hyperspace lever too. It's such a kid thing. Yeah. It is a kid thing. But it's also shows that Hera's a good mom by not slapping his hand away. You know, she's right. like, she trusts him. But at the end of Rebels, they said in the in the uh, Sabine um, voiceover mm-hmm. that he was a good pilot, part yeah. mom, part dad, good pilot, and had uh, uh, senses of the Force like the dad. And we got a line this week: "I have a bad feeling." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last week he was talking about wanting to be a Jedi. So it's really they haven't mentioned Kanan yet. Yeah. But I don't know they, if you guys they saw showed, they they showed they showed in the cockpit there's a yeah. little tiny picture of Kanan in like the cockpit. Like a wallet picture of Kanan <laughs> in the cockpit. Really? I missed that. Yeah, I gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you'd miss it because you thought he was a little Yeah. <laughs> but okay, is it the ponytail? One, you don't like one, the ponytail? One, one point to now, I, I I've just said this I've had this, this unreasonable amount of yeah, like vitriol against Kanan when I was watching the, the uh Rebels. He used to annoy the piss out of me. I was like, off Kanan. <laughs> All right, so what if he shows up? Let's say Freddie Prince Jr. shows up in this series, either in the world between worlds, like because th- th- this show, without watching Rebels, this yeah. show is telling us so much about the importance of this Ezra guy. Yeah. And they've only showed the little hologram once. Mm-hmm. So in the world between worlds, as we've seen it in rebels, if they do that in this and we see different moments in time throughout yeah. Ahsoka's history, are we going to get live action recreations of that? And Chris, are you going to be upset if Freddie Prince Jr. shows up as Kanan? No, I'm not. I'm not like Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. If Freddie Prince Jr. is actually, I mean, after busting his balls for whatever, no reason and whatsoever, like listening to him talk about Star Wars, I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a straight. And shooter. because he's like, that, because he's that way, there's no way he's not showing up in this series. There's no way he's not showing up. In this I series. okay. I am. I am a like a. I want to believe, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm kind of like. I'm kind of like the kid that's just like, look, I want to believe in Santa, but I I'm don't saying think it's happening true. next week. <laughs> if it happens uh, great happen next week. i'm just i just don't just it's the don't perfect it's place to put them it's okay. the perfect place to put them the world between worlds are you kidding if oh no 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 yes that? the world between worlds i liked your theory about that because if i could see him in a window like holding yeah. back the blast from Hera, yeah. but like, it's a live action freddie prince like, jr I mean, moment? but he'll have the mask on. Fre- Freddie like Prince Jr. did. No, he doesn't have, he's he doesn't have the do mask it. on. He's blind in that moment without okay. the mask. Yeah. Um, so Prince Jr. did say he wasn't going to come back. That's what I heard. Do it. Yeah. So did Andrew Garfield. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's I mean, th- that this is reported like this year though. Like he says he was. He's been. Back. But yes, you're right. I mean, it could be acting. The dude loves really Star Wars. Acting. You think he's not going to be in Ahsoka? I know. I know. Okay. One thing before I forget. Next one, week, watch. One thing. 
Okay, I am just oh, glad man. though. If this if this It'd show was awesome. created if this show was created in the eighties, it would be totally focused around Jason. Okay. Yeah. Man. It would be totally kid centric focused around him. Rebels was kid centric and focused around Ezra and we hated it. We were like, what is this kid's well, show? Season one, yeah. Yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah. I mean he was he was straight up Aladdin. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. That's the opening scene like is the opening, opening scene. scene. The same thing. I don't but, like Aladdin. But, but the only thing yeah, that got and, me into Rebels, Kanan was a freaking genie <laughs> with his ponytail and his and his and his little goatee. So here's the thing: the only thing that got me into Rebels was I was like, "Holy shit!" The the Tie Fighters when they blow up, they spark like in the original oh, Star Wars. Right, right. I was like, I was like, oh, like they're really leaning into pre Star Wars, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's like Ralph McQuarrie designs that so, never showed up. And so, so many, I got sucked in that way. So many Ralph McQuarrie's stuff. If it yeah. wasn't for that, I wouldn't have watched Rebels. Right. And, it and the thin lightsabers. The very thin lightsabers. Have you ever read, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, read a new... Um, oh, shit. Is it a new dawn? That, yes. No. No. I yeah, it was kind of like the origin story of, of, of Canon and, and, and Hera. Yeah, they gave, they gave out free copies of it at Comic-Con. Uh, I liked it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. Like, hair, hair is hair is a little bit more hard to get and kind of like you know. Yeah, she's, she's a little, like you know. Yeah, she's a, she's a little saucy minx there. Yeah, uh, I, really I like I like that. I like their do. I like their chemistry in that book. So I do too. I I actually liked Kanan in that book. Like I and I think it was like a the direct opposite of what I thought of the show, but. I digress. Well, I, haven't read, I haven't read a lot, but I did read Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, there it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> see, okay, here's the thing. I see a cover like that. Nick just. Oh, look at you, cover. dude. That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, cover The covers not a great, great image of Harry. Oh, for those listening at home, Nick's but, holding up his book. Uh, yeah. And it's the copy of New, a new, new Dawn signed by the author. Cool. Who's the author? Uh, John Jackson Miller. Uh, the reason why I got it is because he, he wrote the. Uh, uh, it was the uh, the Sith, like the. Hold on, let me get it. Diary of Anne Frank. No, it's the Diary of Anne Frank, the Sith version. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was a pen name. It was his pen name. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, but the, the story writers. about him behind the scenes yeah. is actually pretty cool, right? So it's like, um, it's definitely post Order sixty six, right? So when they it's first meet. Oh yeah, there is. It was too many. It was, books. He's almost like like in books. hiding, if you will, and like. You know, keeping his powers. Yeah, okay. you're talking about Kanan keeping his powers yeah. hidden. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even like use a lightsaber for a while. I right. think. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I got this book because it was free at uh, at Comic Con is because uh, John Jackson Miller wrote this book, and I had read the Lost Tribe of the Sith a couple years prior to it. And this is good. It's 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 a it's a book that happens during a. Or at two or three thousand years. Actually, it's spread out over different timelines, but it's during when the Sith and the Jedi have not met back up yet uh, after they split. And this tribe, you no, know, this is like thousands of years before. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're they're going to actually invade Coruscant like for the first time and like go and like wipe it out. But this group, uh, their hyperdrive breaks down. I forget exactly what happens, but hmm. they end up crashing on this other planet and they start this whole other civilization of Sith on this planet. Interesting. Uh, Exegol? 
Yeah. Or yeah, not Exegol. No, no, no. <laughs> but you know, and it's all the it's neat because like you know the constant struggle for power. The you know, and their all only goal is to get off the planet, and they can't. You know, and then that's hmm. you know, and it, I, in my mind, it leads to. Uh, that video game that came out years ago where like all of a sudden, you know, the Coruscant's fine. And all of a sudden like this whole other army of Sith just comes in and like destroys Coruscant. I was like, that would have been the coolest tie in, mm. but uh, mm. it was a good, it was a good, I mean, it's not like blow you away star Wars, but it's like, Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. You know? Uh, anyway, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, Speaking of writers. Yeah. Lots of- I don't think this has been mentioned anywhere, but we're going to have Gary Witta on live action star Wars. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think we're recording <laughs> that on Monday, but we're not releasing it until after Ahsoka. So that okay. we can get, like, a kind so of. So it won't be live. It'll be pre recorded. It no, <laughs> it'll be pre recorded Star Wars. But you do another show called Live Action Star Wars. Yeah. So if, and, and uh, you've been doing that for a while as well. So yeah, a couple uh, you, years. We were, yeah. we, we, we decided during the hiatus of Invincible to do a star Wars show. And it's been two years plus since the last episode of invincible aired on wow, Amazon. Yeah. Prime. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's a spinoff show that has, <laughs> that is on episode 82, which is a biweekly show. So we do it every other week. And then we have some like bonuses, bonus episodes. It's like, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a thing, but now it's a thing. That's awesome. Live, live every Wednesday morning. At seven thirty a.m. Uh, Pacific time, hmm. well, we're we're on live action. Star That's cool. Yeah. Um, a, a couple of things before before I forget. Sabine's helmet gets left off and in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Right. They even had a close up to show yeah, us the I helmet. Think, so it's like. Yeah. I mean, I assume. Who Yang probably grabbed it. That's what I'm guessing. Like. Love like Who Yang, by the way. That, yes. Right. Um, David Tennant. David Tennant delivering with with voice and just uh, a non-moving mouth. Uh, and then Balin's fo- force ability. We see this moment where he kind of oh, yeah. he kind of looks into Sabine's mind mm-hmm. and pulls out that information and uses it. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, that that's kind of what I was wanting to talk about uh, earlier when Ralph was talking about. Uh, Dave Filoni, and it's one of my. I mean, I've always said, you know, you don't have to make him president of Lucasfilm, but make him at least creative director or something. Yeah, just yeah, so he can say this is where we're going. This is the stories you mm-hmm. need to tell. But what I always, I mean, any person who writes, if they have faith in the intelligence of, of the audience, I love them. Uh, and you see it multiple times in Episode Four, where uh, is outside. And I thought she was going to actually sense the droids coming in to attack them, right. but she just kind of looks at you know the other droids like, "Be careful out here," because she knows something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And then even when she's talking to Sabine the whole time, it's like it's one of those moments where like your thoughts betray you. You know, I know what you're going to do, but because she is a Jedi, she doesn't want to say this to Sabine. She's like, you know, like, "Hey, I know what you're going to do, but yeah. I want you to make the right decision." Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Balin. Exactly, like they're all looking into their minds because their feelings give it away and all of this. And it's like, if, if Sabine just had any force ability, she would know this to keep herself guarded, but she doesn't. And I just, I mean, that's what I mean though. Like, so if you're a diehard Star Wars fan, you know exactly what's happening in these scenes, but if you're, you know, a casual mm. viewer, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I just like, that's what I mean. I like that you have faith in the intelligence of people who are watching it. 
Go ahead, Rob. I just got a I just got a text from my sister. <laughs> Rebel season one, check mark. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Burning through. Oh, I think man. she started. It, I think she started watching last night. Oh my wow. god! She's gonna be. And she's gonna be tough. So, and she's gonna be blown away with the first episode of season two because that's where Vader gets introduced. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Siege of Lothal. Yeah. Siege of Lothal. Yeah. yeah. And and then I, I'm sure she's gonna blow you up as soon as the end of season season two. In season, season two, one of so Rebels good. is is hard to plow through. It is as yeah. well. Like yeah. like mm-hmm. that's that's one that like I probably wouldn't be able to sit in, in one night two days. The, and, and the episodes to me that stand out in season one are the one where Kanan what? and Ezra face the Inquisitor mm-hmm. on that asteroid moon, and they have those creatures, and you first see Ezra's power, which is. Uh, to use with creatures and that one is kind of a, a standout moment where it's like you see Ezra's power and his development and how weak he is because he tries to go up against the Inquisitor and the Inquisitor's like whatever kid like boom right. you know and it sh- and it shows you that like that you know like his inability to even handle the I'd, force yeah I probably watched like the episode with the droids the one with Princess Leia and the one with Lando oh, yeah. like droids lost or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. My kids' favorite one that one. has Rex, the one that yeah. has mm. Rex. My kids, the... my kids always liked the one with Princess Leia. Um, it was a big. My daughter, of course, was a big fan of, of of Leia, but also my son loving that moment where Kanan flies up and and cuts that Adat's mm. leg. Mm. You know, there's that moment is is in that that uh, episode. So, um, we we got back from vacation a day early because there's a lot of wildfires down in California, Northern California. So uh, I told my my dad was like, "Hey, because my dad loves Star Wars, but like you know he's not like us, but he does love Star Wars." And he goes, "What's this new show that one starts with an A and I can't pronounce it?" And I was like, "Ahsoka," you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, "Can we watch that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, wow. So so we watched the first three episodes at that time, you know, mm-hmm. weekend, and. Uh, like I said, like that opening scene in episode three where she's testing, you know, and, you know, all that stuff. I was like, it reminded me so much of that Tales of the Jedi episode that after he was done, he's like, that was pretty good. And I was like, all right, so bear with me. I'm going to make you sit here for another four hours and watch cartoons. <laughs> you know, <that's> how, like, <laughs> yeah. So I made him watch that episode of Tales of the Jedi. Okay. Then I made him watch the last four episodes of uh, Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yep. Yeah. Then I then good. I gave him like probably four to five episodes of Rebels, just the important ones with Ahsoka, just mm-hmm. so he knew who Ahsoka was when he could go home and watch the rest of the series. And nice. like he like immediately he's like, I'm so glad you showed me all these. This is going <laughs> to be really good. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's oh, awesome. That's great. That's cool. No, that that's cool. One thing that surprised me, um, you know, because I moonlight on this other show, um, was was the n- amount of live viewers that would chime in about how much they they enjoyed the characters and they've never seen Rebels, mm-hmm. like how much they enjoy mm-hmm. Hera. They have no problem with Hera. They have no problem. So, you know, it's just and it's the just war criminal. Yeah, the war criminal. Now, <laughs> chopper, chopper. <laughs> responsible for over fifty-five thousand galactic deaths. Uh, I love all of the. I love all of the Crazy. memes and the TikToks that have come out about Chopper. It's Choppenheimer. Have you seen that? I've seen that one. Yeah, that's that's a good mashup that I've seen. Uh, no, one of my favorite moments with Chopper and Rebels is uh, they just get this Imperial droid on board um, the Ghost. And Chopper's standing right there, and he spins his arms around and pushes him off. 
and like basically yeah. kills this other droid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sabine and Zeb just look at each other like, "What? The hell? Oh, that's that that's that's the name I want to bring up. I'm sorry, uh, Zeb. Are are we gonna get Zeb? I, I think thought, we, we I thought he was going to be in those X wings. I was just like, yeah. once we saw, they didn't, they didn't, cre- they didn't create the CG that good to be in just that one scene of, yeah. Right. Speaking of the fighters, though, that was my only like slight issue with episode three and four. Is like you're going down Star Trek here with the red shirts because like and now if I see any fighters and I don't recognize people, it's like those people are automatically dead because like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. they're just. Yeah, but that hyperspace ring that was cool going like like them threading the needle. Yeah, that, that was, was nuts. It oh, yeah, it, yeah, ships get all mangled. They're all we, like, now we now get to see what it looks like up, up front and, and personal with the they, they did the thing with the toy that we would have done as kids, right? Like, yeah, you make something through the like, hole, yeah, through yeah. the hole, like you're going to like use this as a way of like messing with them. Um, yeah. Uh, the the main um, uh, this was Phoenix Squadron, um, yeah. and uh, I can't remember his his name. But the Carson Tivo. I want to call him Mister Kim. So that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> or Op Oppa. So um, if you watch Kim's Convenience, I tell you, it's, it's it makes total sense. But it's one of those things that drives me nuts about how weak the New Republic is. You know, and like the scenes with in episode three with Hera trying to get support, mm-hmm. and you know every yeah. single person on there are rebel, I mean, empire sympathizers, and just like this is why it doesn't work. <laughs> like, but you just uh, you know what's coming. Now, uh, I, I, um, you know the the one little kind of like Easter egg in that episode three is that the um, oh the one guy that's kind of blowing her the most amount of smoke, Kazuda. Um, is Kazuda's father. It's from Star Wars Resistance. Resistance yeah. So the main the main character from Star Wars Resistance, that's his father. Yeah. So about that, dude. Like that yeah. that that scene was like that singular scene is actually leads to the devastation of his home planet. Oh. Think about that for yeah. a second. Yeah. Like yeah. him being like, nah, nah, screw you. No, you're not, we're right. not giving you any help. Like that is the decision will ultimately lead to the destruction of his home planet. That's that's Hera's line of you waited to see who which side was gonna win. Oh, that like, was that was good. like that moment where it's like that's Hera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's winning me over episode by episode. I'm, I it I'm, was reassuring to me, I think, to see how many how many people chimed in about how much they enjoyed the characters and they're unfamiliar with, with the cartoon. So to me, yes it has to win me over as a, as a hardcore star Wars rebels fan, but it's also got to like grow and have legs for other people. So I feel like we as a collective foursome of, of hardcore star Wars fans that love these shows, we have a very like hyper-focused lens on this thing. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. with the macro binoculars or like looking at the big picture, how many how many outside Star Wars fans are are coming on board and, and enjoying this this character and and I mean my sister my sister is excited enough to decide to go watch an entire what four seasons of a TV show yeah so, I I don't I'm, think I've ever asked yeah. you this Ralph like so when you watched the Clone Wars did you watch them in order that just seasons one blah, 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 or did you actually do it yeah I think I got I think at the time I was buying the Blu-rays up to season four. 
And then after that, I took some time off and then caught them again when they showed up on like probably like Netflix or something. Yeah. Well, what but I, mean I watched is, them, but I watched them in release order, not chronological. That's what I mean. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I exactly my first viewing, I watched them release order cause that's all you had. And, uh, and then somebody put a list out. You can find it very easily on the internet of like chronological. Here's how you watch it chronologically. And when you watch it that way, it, yeah. it makes so much more sense. Especially uh, with the clones. Especially too. with the clones. Yes, exactly. Cause you that, see, you see, uh, uh, what's the name of the squad? The Domino Squad, like you see the history of all of them, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it makes total sense now, and it, it's mm-hmm. it's so much better. Do they have lists like that now, including the new Disney Plus season? Yeah, sure the, do, yeah. yeah, actually, on on StarWars.com is actually where I found the list. Um, when I googled it, I was just like, oh, hey, Disney Star Plus Wars. might actually have that version because so. I know Disney Plus is good about like releasing things like chronological they have moved go through like star wars films where like solos in between you know episode Mm -hmm. three and rogue one yeah i I mean i I did that with uh, i don't know if they've redone the the series like that um but may you know netflix or no disney does that with marvel movies you can do like the whole and this tale of the jedis in there too I mean, I, I, they have to have an updated yeah. list. I'm sure I could find it. Yeah, so um, I did that with Clone Wars, and like I fully believe you start with the original 2004 cartoons of the Clone Wars. You watch season one of that, then go into the Filoni Clone Wars, and like there's different things, and there's books, there's comic books, there's things that you can slice in between, and then you come back, you know, to uh, the original was, one, and then and then. Uh, and then you, the last four episodes of uh, the Clone Wars, you watch the first one of Ahsoka, then episode three, then the last three, and it's like that's that's my order. And it's you'll be so, interesting to see is if 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 we will ever see the um, the audiobook companion for from a different point of view hmm. for some of the uh, Ralph, are you familiar with that from a mm-hmm. from a certain I'm point of view? I'm sitting right here. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I wonder if they would. Read them do something oh. about like um you know the the disney series like of all the things that kind of happened be in great. between there i think it'd be mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. I, it might even be better you know yeah. i was thinking i would like a i would like a star wars visions mm-hmm. where we see the backstory of balin but it's mm-hmm. done by gandy tartakovsky who did the original mm-hmm. two, yeah, the yeah. 2d cool. Because I feel like Balin looks like a character from those. Oh, for sure. totally! I could see that yeah. that square jaw with yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be so awesome. Yeah, with the yeah. with the with the way he holds the the saber and stuff. And so I'm just like, I want that. And whatever whatever they need to do to tell his backstory, it needs to be done in that style because yeah. it'll definitely put you in a specific mood time frame. or a yeah. frame of you. Yeah, it'll put you mm-hmm. in that time frame of right smack dab before episode three like i feel like that would be the perfect perfect way to tell a story yeah a clone wars animation style like a like the the computer version would be cool but that 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 tartakovsky like 2d look someone out there has to have have drawn that character in that style because i feel like it's he looks like he belongs there you just reminded me, and this is kind of like a real, like the nerdy level conversation of um, there's a number of, of lightsaber battles with Ahsoka, 
in the last two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. She had multiple different stances in those those fights too. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys know offhand like the significance of their? Was she like emulating a specific you know you, mentor you, or whatever when she was doing those types of things? You, like, you I, it was noticeable. Right, I was like, yeah. oh, she definitely is like. Depending oh, on starting, depending on your you know. starting position, a lot of times I'm sorry to be really geeky, but like yeah, sorry. Depending on your starting position, that's why they often change is because they're doing different styles. Right. And so, like the, my favorite one of those is going back to Filoni, knowing your audience. Darth yeah. Maul and Obi Wan and Twin Sons. Yeah, yeah. Twin Sons. You see Obi Wan take Qui Gon's position because he's counting on Maul doing the same moves he did to kill Qui Gon, and that's exactly what he does. And yeah. just and then just with one move because he's replayed that yeah yeah that in battle his in his head countless because he's just standing there staring and watching it yeah no that's so really, he that's, studied Maul and was able to to learn to counter so I, it's like a chess game he totally set him up to do that if uh, they if they were ever to bring Maul back they have to show me that entire scene in live action in order for me to believe it <laughs> yeah. I mean, can because we can we get in the world between so, worlds? Don't don't get me excited. Don't get me excited. Okay, <laughs> I'm already excited about the Kanan thing. Yeah, you get uh, you get you McGregor. His wife's on the show. I haven't I mm-hmm. haven't felt this excited to rewatch an episode in a long time. The first three episodes didn't do it for me. This yeah. episode is one of those. Like, I'm with you. I want to go back. Here's a tip. Really Here's a little bit of a life hack for you. Yeah, it's really easy to rewatch an episode if you catch it the night it gets released. <laughs> you could have watched it twice sure. before this uh-huh. before we, we sat down yeah. to record and you could have bounced the ideas off your kids too look look you know what the coolest dad hey my mm-hmm. dad let us stay up last night to watch ahsoka and i could talk sure. about it with everyone at school because we're allowed to watch star wars past our bedtime um <laughs> okay i'm just i'm gonna just change this conversation real quick You're right ralph that does sound like a good idea <laughs> To the fact that we are, they're, they're like, a, they're barely even like 35 minutes long. Your kids can't stay up until 9 35. Okay. We get them all, we get them all wired up, you know, and then they won't. The best part is, it, the best part would be if Matt no, was just would... completely unknown to the fact that his kids were watching it like on yeah. their own personal their devices in their phone. rooms last yeah, night. Their phone under the and cover. they're pretending that they didn't watch it. So they just so, so Matt would feel good about showing Van Franken. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to set the scene. At some point today, I was so frustrated watching this episode with my kids. I was like, that's it. I'm just going to watch it on Tuesday after it comes out. Because we had to stop so that my son could go get some hot chocolate. We're like right in the middle of it. And I'm like, fucking what? better be prepared. <laughs> what? What, oh are you, what are you doing? You have a Come. kid who wants a cup of hot chocolate while watching Star Wars and you're bitching about it? <laughs> like that kid's living the best life ever. He was because he got so what you need to do next boy. week, Tuesday night. I'm just like, you get a tray of different hot chocolate flavors on the table. Just say, kids, just say this. Kids, yeah. go grab some hot chocolate. We're going to watch Star Wars tonight. <laughs> I'm sending your mom to bed. Some Java um, juice. No, okay. So the the person that it would affect the most is my daughter, who would be like, if there's anything horrific or like, she'd just be like, like she'd just be up. She just she's kind of a bundle of nerves. I don't know why. Mm. Um, I think she gets it from me. But what we are excited about is that tomorrow. So for the next several weeks, we get Ahsoka and Lower Decks. We are mm. huge fans of that mm. show. It's on Paramount. Um, it, even if you don't watch Star Trek, it makes fun of Star Trek. It lives within the Star Trek universe. It's hilarious. I, I love it. I it, 
I wish I wish we could have something like this on Star Wars level where you're just seeing the everyday people living their lives while this other stuff is going on. <laughs> that, was that was Andor. That was Andor. No, I know, but I want I want the I want the cartoon version that makes fun of it as well. Like oh. all of the tropes, all of the 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 silly stuff that we've seen. Star Wars you know. detours. Well, oh, I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Have you seen you Star know. Wars Detour? Have you oh, heard of Star Wars? I just made I've heard, I've oh, heard okay. of no, no, I've heard of Star Wars Detours before. Star Wars, Star so. Wars Detours. I think it's something like sixty episodes that are yeah. in the can, right. completely animated comedy series. No, I think Seth Green them. was involved. Yep, uh, hadn't been released when the Lucasfilm was handed over to Disney, yep. and it Disney just shelved it. Dang. They're completed episode. Uh, I was I was uh, listening to a, or watching a, a, a YouTube channel called George Lucas Talk Show, and they had Weird Al on, and Weird Al like wrote songs. What over the show, and it, they're sitting on a shelf somewhere. So there's this show called Star Wars Detours. Um, uh, uh, this is the new yeah. fanboys documentary right here. It, yeah. It's the origin story of the, of, a, of a fanboys documentary. We have to find these lost tapes. I don't know. I don't We're going to make a movie there. about it. That's remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look up Star Wars detours. It, it should be like the goal. Like, you know, like one of us needs to get famous just so we can be friends with Seth Green. Like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, show us those 60 episodes real quick. Yeah. Go on. yeah Go on. Right. Or how I'm about, not sure he well, doesn't what, have them. How about if Disney created a, uh, a Star Wars what if uh, a la Marvel? I mean, I feel like we kind of get that through kind of visions. Cool. We kind of get a little. I bit actually haven't watched it. Really? Oh, no. it's the uh, first. The first episode's awesome uh, of season one. Is, is that watched, the one with Ahsoka? Have you not watched all of Visions? No, Ahsoka's not in it. I haven't watched season two. Season two's got some good stuff in it as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I I, lo- I love the animation of the first one a mm-hmm. lot, and then you know, of course they're different every time. So like, yeah. I, I kind of lost interest. You know, it's something when they get too cartoonishy, I'm like, oh. But huh. I don't know. I just like the first one a lot. Okay, I I I like them. I just like variety. I like to see. Oh my movies. god! So, um, you all right. Say, oh my god! And then like, what are you talking? Oh, uh, uh, Ralph sent over a link for us. To look oh, at some of these. okay. In the private chat, it's just a Google search for Star Wars detours. Detours. Oh yes. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it looks nuts. It does it look nuts. awesome. Yeah. I don't know if it's called <laughs> lower decks. But have you no. seen Lower Decks, by the way? No, I'm not a Star Trek guy. I, no, I haven't. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, one, I don't have Paramount Plus. So, sure. Yeah, that is it is a Paramount Plus kind of thing. So, if you ever get Paramount Plus or visit Paramount Plus, there's I'll a watch it right when we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else we should talk about these these two episodes? Um, are, these uh, star- I, are these steaks cooked? Quick question. What, I know we used was gas. that Hayden Christensen or was that AI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Hayden Christensen was, was kind of de-aged. not too good de aging. Yeah, de aging. Well, that's also the, what, yeah. I think the lighting in there was blue, and I don't know if they they had a blue hue to him, so I don't know if he was a force ghost or if he was really yeah Anakin right. or what. We're gonna find out next week. We're gonna get a whole bunch of it, I'm sure. Yeah, 
I thought we were going to gloss over this. I thought we were going to get a Raiders of the Lost Ark moment when she put her hand on that globe and it burned her hand. I was like, oh, they're going to get the map there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Maybe it could be. You know, like, I was like, it's right here. It's right here. We have the rest of the map. You know, it's like all of those coordinates that they had to use a computer for an hour to get. But, you know, oh, we got the (laughs) coordinates right here. I'll tell you something. My truly truly geeky side really came out when they were doing the coordinates wheel and like there was clearly nine symbols on there it's like where are they getting the other two because if you know anything from stargate it's like no you need six points in a you know and then the seventh for a point yeah. of origin it's like Holy where are the other two coming crap from? you're a nerd exactly <laughs> exactly Stevie brought up stargate as well see wow yeah uh, yeah well, apparently, me being the Star Trek nerd here isn't the nerdiest thing that's been discussed. Well, can I tell you something? The composer of the original Stargate, it was David Arnold, who did uh, the theme for Wing Commander, which stars Freddie Prince Jr. and Mark Right, Hamill, right. Uh, right, uh, and Hugh Quarshy, who played uh, Panaka. Uh, but David Arnold only did the theme to Wing Commander. The score was done by Kevin Kiner, who has what? done Clone Wars and Rebels and now Ahsoka. By the way, the music in, in this last episode was it, was really great. Like how it starts off and moves of in. It, it was a really cool transition in that opening sequence. It's an Imperial so. March too. Yeah. At the yeah. end. Yeah. The end. All right. We, we could just keep geeking out. Um, yep. So, I always like it. I'm sorry, just about my music though. I always like it when they give you like a couple of notes from something you know, and then like they go off mm-hmm. in a different direction. Because yeah. I was like, oh, it's almost there. It. It's almost, mm. it's not quite. Yeah. If anyway. if you've liked this supersized episode, it's extra long, um, and you like what we do on this show, send us an email at theforceswelldone at gmail.com. Sizzle in those steaks, rare or well done. Theforceswelldone at gmail.com. Uh, click like and subscribe on anything that has this podcast help donate to jandjack.com make this show possible they're not even on this show they don't even know we're doing it uh, <laughs> but, the, but the patrons that make this show possible uh are awesome and uh one of them in particular was basically like please do ahsoka so uh maggie this is for you uh but thank you to all of the patrons that make this possible their names this week are joannikin between joannikins okay heir to the eckhart nice maggie Mm -hmm. not marrock and once this is where this is where it goes downhill a little bit (laughs) (laughs) maggie not (laughs) marrock it's alliteration you know it works okay Uh, okay and then once a rebel always a rebel ed I just threw Ed in there. 50% ain't bad. Okay. All right. Thank you for making this show possible. Join us next week or in a couple weeks. I think we're doing these like every two. We're going to do it. uh, Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because we can really talk a lot. Yeah. Mm. You're going to want to talk about next week's. (laughs) (laughs) All the stuff I promised. Yeah, so. seriously. Yeah, we're eating Jar Jar Binks next week, by the way. He's going to be in worship. Don't even. <laughs> Misa Ahsoka, so happy to see you. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, there's my, no, that's not. There's nice. my signed Jar Jar nice. Ahmed Best picture on my wall. Nice. It's him looking around. The... That's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, uh, thanks again, Ralph, though, um, for joining yeah. us. And thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. So we'll see you. I think Tonto Ted for joining us as well. I can see him. Yeah, in the he's background. back there too. That's awesome. And Kyle Rayner. Nice. A quarter, a quarter scale statue of Kyle Rayner. It, it's you can't tell, but it's like biggest from my waist to my top of my head. That's awesome. It's giant. Yeah.